Section 93 of the Catholic's Ready Answer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tatiana Chichilla, Columbus, Ohio. The Catholic's Ready Answer by Rev. M. P. Hill. Superstition. A groundless accusation. The Catholic Church permits, and even fosters, every manner of superstition. The Mass, the worship of images and relics, the use of scapulars, beads, agnus deis, to all of which a special supernatural virtue is attributed, furnish abundant proof of the accusation. The Answer. The Catholic Church, as every Catholic and every convert knows, neither permits nor fosters superstition of any kind. It regards superstition as a sin against faith and against the virtue of religion, and condemns it as a practical denial of God and his providence. But what are we to understand by superstition? The definitions of the standard lexicographers agree in the main with that of the Catholic Catechism, according to which we may be guilty of superstition in two ways. 1. By practicing an ignorant or irrational form of worship, or by worshipping a false deity. 2. By attributing to things a power which they cannot have, either by their nature, or by the prayers of the Church, or by virtue of a divine ordinance. Our dictionaries, as might be expected, have nothing to say about the prayers of the Church or about the effect of a divine ordinance. The first of these forms of superstition is the subject of the most virulent attacks made upon the Church. The Mass, devotion to the Blessed Virgin, and the invocation of saints are regarded as flagrant instances of what our enemies are pleased to style the Romish superstition. In our separate articles on these topics, we have shown that both the doctrine and the practice of Catholics in these matters are both rational and Christian. In the sacrifice of the Mass, we do not adore a wafer. The idea is monstrous. We adore the living God, who has deigned to perpetuate his incarnate life on earth beneath the sacramental species. Our adoration is based on faith, and we have a reason for the faith that is in us. Our veneration for the saints, and especially for the mother of our divine Lord, is felt and expressed because they are dear to God, and we invoke their intercession as we would ask the prayers of God's friends on earth. Even though we Catholics were wrong on these and other points, our opponents would not be justified in hurling at us such an epithet as superstitious, which always suggests either crass ignorance or a low degree of intelligence and education in the one to whom it is applied. It must be remembered that these supposed forms of superstition have been practiced by the vast majority of Christians, East and West, for 19 centuries, and that among those Christians there have been countless men and women of the highest culture and intelligence, who knew the difference between the blind acceptance of stereotyped forms and a rational adoption of a religious creed. In our own day, they have been accepted, practiced, and defended by many of the brightest intellects in the Anglican Communion, who, since the beginning of the Great Oxford Movement, have come over to the Catholic Church in thousands. Catholics are not to be placed on a level with West African fetish worshippers. Superstition is blind and unreasoning, as well as degrading, whereas Catholic belief is able to assign a reason for its adherence to the dogmas of religion, and at the same time it elevates and purifies the soul of the believer. In the second form of superstition, certain powers are ignorantly attributed to things that do not possess them. The most familiar examples are those of the silly sort, such as a belief in unlucky days, Friday has the worst reputation, whatever be the reason, unlucky numbers, 13 is in very bad repute, from which it will probably never recover, a belief in the magic virtue of horseshoes, and the like. Ascending the scale, we meet with practices of a graver sort, the arts of divination, fortune-telling, etc., interpretation of dreams, consulting of spiritistic mediums or theosophic wonder-workers, abuses of hypnotism, and similar practices. To charge the Catholic Church with favoring any of these superstitions would be the suggestion of ignorance or of malice. 
So far from encouraging them, the church has always strictly, and in some cases solemnly, forbidden them. No well-informed person would assert that superstitions of this order are in any way distinctive of Catholic countries. Among the simpler classes in Catholic countries, there is a good deal of superstition of the milder and the comparatively harmless sort, but those countries have not by any means a monopoly of it. Scotland, Sweden, and northern Germany, which are not Catholic regions, abound in superstitious beliefs and customs of a much more serious nature than those prevailing in Catholic Ireland or in Catholic Italy. The cities of Hamburg and Berlin would seem to bear off the palm for an unblushing practice of the arts of divination. Adepts in all manner of occultism seem to gravitate to the two cities, where they not only practice their trade and advertise their skill, but at the same time busy themselves with spreading superstitious literature. In Berlin, a single work of the kind has had a circulation of 15,000 copies in three years. As to meddling with spiritism, Catholics may possibly be found here and there whose curiosity gets the better of their Catholic faith and loyalty, but it must be admitted that Catholics as a class stand aloof from the rest of the world in this manner. Catholics, as a rule, are too much in touch with the right sources of instruction, and too much in communication with the sources of grace, to either forget or neglect their duty in the matter of superstition. Those who are inclined to condemn the Catholic use of rosaries, scapulars, agnus deis, and the like as superstitious must be reminded that in each and all of these practices there is no attributing of any power to the things themselves, even when they have the special blessing of the church. They are used either because they are aids to devotion, as in the case of pictures, or because they are external marks or badges of loyalty to our powerful patrons in heaven, the brown scapular, for instance, being the livery of those who reverence the mother of our Lord. The good they do, the soul, does not proceed from themselves, but from the pious dispositions and affections which accompany their use. End of section 93. Recording by Tatiana Chichilla, Columbus, Ohio.